0: I'm a little hoarse. I, I talked a lot last night. All right, here we go.
1: No, you talked a lot. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Jace,
0: start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Travis Sherry.
1: And I'm Jason Moore. We're the co-founders of Location Indie, the community of travelers, location-independent entrepreneurs, a bunch of cool people doing a bunch of cool stuff. And we're thrilled that you're joining us here today. And we have no idea... We never have any idea what we're going to talk about. Sometimes maybe we'll like mention a little thing before we record, just as a general direction. This time, I I really have no clue where this is going to go, but I do know, Trav, it's morning for you, and you look a little sleepy, my friend.
0: It is morning for me. I thought you were going to say a community of champions. I don't know why I thought you were going to say that.
1: A community of champions. As the way you were saying
0: it made me, I I for some reason thought you were going to say, Welcome to Loc- Location Indie, a community of champions.
1: <laughs> well, when you say no holds barred, I always get to that wrestling idea in my brain, like the the heavyweight championship belt, and we've talked about that before. That No holds barred is like an old wrestling term, kind of, right? Anyway, what's going on, man? Yeah, I... I- I guess so. Yeah.
0: Um I I am a little sleepy. Uh not not while recording this podcast though cuz I get super excited about recording this podcast. <laughs> but uh yeah, I had a little I had a long night last night. It was my mom's 60th birthday party. We threw a huge surprise party for 35 people. She had absolutely no idea it was happening. Oh. It was it was awesome. She like totally oblivious her birthday was three days before the party so we didn't do anything really for her and i could tell she didn't really want people to do stuff but i could tell that she was moping around a little bit because she, i guess she was expecting something and when and when kind of nothing happened i you know i think she felt a little sad but that just added <laughs> to the fact that then it built to this to this party so yeah it was a long awesome night with a bunch of people who i haven't seen for a while and a, and a bunch of her friends and and also um yeah, we, we've had a pretty crazy weekend. We also had my sister-in-law's 40th birthday the night before. So we had a 40th birthday, then we had a 60th birthday. People in our house, uh, the air mattress is still blown up in my office right now um, as we speak. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll just pop on that and take a little nap after recording.
1: Is, is your sister-in-law sleeping on it right now? No. She's still knocked out.
0: <laughs> no one is on the air mattress currently as I'm recording this in my office
1: now. But um, good weekend, fun weekend, but... I know she can party, so I I wasn't going to be surprised if she was there. You know, surprise parties are the best. I just had one recently for my wife. You know, I was sneaking around and telling you about it. You knew about it. And then we jumped on Skype right before, I think, or it was the day before. And I was like, oh, I hope they remember not to say anything. And that's the hardest part about the surprise parties, what you mentioned, is like... Everybody knows you're having a party, so you're kind of like, eh, we're going to make a big deal about your birthday later, so we're not going to totally go crazy for it right now. So then the whole day goes by, and the person's thinking, these people don't give a crap about my birthday. What's going on? Like, I'm not getting any love, man, you know? So just a note to all of you people that are planning surprise birthday parties, don't forget to give the birthday boy or girl some serious love because this happened also we did like a little thing for my mom too and my sister hadn't really like hit her up all day because she knew she was going to see her later and my mom was kind of like what i haven't heard from my daughter what what's going on so there's like this line man you gotta you gotta get into the role you know you gotta still act like The birthdays
0: It's a balancing act. And my family, Heather will tell you, my family's never been good at birthdays. By that, she means we don't make a big deal of them. So it wasn't a huge deal. We had taken my mom out for brunch the Sunday previous. So her birthday fell on St. Patty's Day, which was the Thursday this year. And uh, so we had done something like on, you know, the previous Sunday and then... Um, I actually saw her on Tuesday and I said, oh yeah, you're, you're turning, I threw her way off. I'm like, oh yeah, you're turning 58, right? Do you want to go out for ice cream on your birthday? So like we tried to do a little bit, but I could tell maybe because my dad didn't do anything which he he played that role perfectly. I'm like, "Well, don't go overboard." So he did absolutely nothing, um, which uh yeah, he plays that role to perfection. Um he's great, but he he, you know, he ponied up for the whole party. So who who can who can really blame him for not doing anything on the birthday? But yeah, it is. It's a balancing act, right? Um and I can see why people Sometimes like don't want surprise parties, but I think when you throw them there I've never been at a surprise party where the person was mad about having it. I think they always say, "Oh, I don't want anything." But then you're of course happy when it happens, right?
1: Well, it's amazing to walk into a room and unexpectedly see some of your closest friends and loved ones. It's like it's almost too much to handle right away, and that's why the the surprise is so shocking. It's not the being scared because like all of a sudden everybody yelled it's like you your brain takes a minute to register holy crap oh there's people here everybody's here they're here for me oh wow this is so cool and it's just one of the coolest things you can do for people i think you know coming back to traveling having a birthday on the road can be fun in many ways and also a little hard sometimes depending on who you're with or if you're by yourself or anything. I know there's probably some people listening who've been traveling solo and like they're celebrating their birthday and like people are like, Oh, I'm not going to make a big deal about my birthday, but everybody secretly kind of, kind of enjoy like when people celebrate your birthday, right? Like all you know, those nice messages on social media or you're like, you got your friends and family calling and checking in, texting you. It's fun. It's it's definitely fun.
0: And being on the road on your birthday can be hard. I I have the misfortune, I guess, of having my birthday on January 3rd, which means it, it typically gets overshadowed by Christmas and then New Year's. I mean, I know people. some people have it on Christmas, which is even more difficult. But what always would stink about my birthday is usually you know, that was the day you'd come back to school was January 3rd. You know, everyone would have off New Year, you know, Christmas to New Year's. And then typically it was January 3rd. If it wasn't on a weekend, you would come back to school. So we were always coming back to school on my birthday. So I always felt like that was a bummer, except when I was in elementary school, it was great because then you could bring all like the cupcakes and stuff into school on your birthday. And I felt bad for the kids who had summer birthdays because they never got to do that. But when I was older, I didn't want to come into school on my birthday, you know, the switch flipped, you know, right around like sixth grade. You're like, okay, I don't want to be in school on my birthday. But being on the road, it can be hard too, because yeah, you, you don't have the same love sometimes, unless you're traveling with friends and family and stuff like that. And, and sometimes maybe you can have even better time if if you're with people that, that you've met um, and other travelers. I've had, some, I've had some
1: really good birthdays on the road too. One of the best parts of traveling is, whether it's your birthday or not, is seeing friends and family that you know, especially if you're traveling nomadically or on the road for a long time, you cross through these towns or you go to these places where, you know, maybe a lot of people don't get to go out of their way to visit, for example, uh, in their regular life. But you happen to be traveling, you're passing through, you get to see friends. And it's such a cool feeling when you're traveling to be able to meet up and cross paths with somebody. And I guess I'm bringing this up because as a traveler, as travelers and somebody who's you know, we're getting around, we're running our businesses, doing all these things. One of the most important things, I think, even if you're out there on your own, and you're out there kind of doing your own thing or whatever, is staying in touch with people. And we're, we're entering this what we call what Travis and I might call paradise pack season now, which is uh, something, a project that we do every year. And it's kind of associated with the location dependent lifestyle It is it's a, it's a project we do to help people live, work and travel anywhere. It's a one week long bundle sale and it's super exciting. And we're getting in touch with people. We've been in touch with people throughout the year. And, you know, I just, I guess where I'm going with this is the importance of staying in touch with people and business And friendship. And really for us, there's kind of no line there. Like I I kind of approach things and I I know Travis does as well. It's like, Hey, we want to build like real relationships with people because you want to hang out. You want to actually get to know somebody, learn about who they are. And one of the greatest things about this space that we work in is there's just so many cool people. They're all passionate about travel and it makes it easy, but... I guess I wanted to talk a little bit about outreach today because that's something we're going to be doing a a big masterclass on in LI this month, and I'm really excited to put this together, man, because there's so much around it, and I thought it would just be a great topic to touch on.
0: Yeah, I think you, you said it was really easy. Um, I, you know, I think it takes, in my mind, whether it's whether it's friendship or business relationships, or as you mentioned, a, a mix of both. Which which for us now it. The lines are very, very blurred in a, in a good way because a lot of people that we become friends with are people that we either support their work or they support our work or, or what have you. So you have this mixture of a business slash friendship. Some people we were friends with before and then we like their work, so we promote it. Some people we like their work, we promote it and became friends, but what have you. But I think there is, um, it takes some work and it takes effort to stay in touch with people. And I, you know, I personally have usually been someone who's pretty good at it from the standpoint of the fact that I to me, it doesn't feel weird to reach out to someone, even if let's say it's a friend from high school. I haven't seen in five years, but, you know, I knew they were living somewhere and I was going to be passing through. I would feel comfortable reaching out to them. And, and I've, I thought that was normal. But I've been told by a lot of people, like a lot of things in my life, that what I think is normal is actually not normal. And they're like, "Oh, you, you, like, you know, you just reached out to that person you're passing through. Like, why? You know, I would never do that." And I thought, "Well, why not? You know, we were friends or we knew each other before. Why wouldn't you?" But, it, you know, I, I felt like a quote unquote natural at that because I don't feel awkward doing it, or I think a lot of people do. But I, I think it takes some work to keep these friendships and and these relationships going and for us you know from a from a perspective of business i guess you know if we do a once a year project like the paradise pack and it's one week once a year you know there's people that we might be talking to about other things throughout the year but to get them back in and say hey we're going to do the paradise pack again do you want to do you want to promote it do you want to be part of it this or that you know there you can be strategic about it too and i don't think that's a bad thing of saying hey i'm going to check in with these people every couple months, you know, and I think you could do that with friendships, whether it's a business thing or not, you know, it, it doesn't have to always be, I guess the point I'm making is it doesn't always have to be top of mind. Oh, I thought of this person because of this. Now, if you do think of someone for a reason, it's always nice to send a text or a message or anything like that. Thought of you because I saw this, but I think you can take a day where you say, Hey, I'm going to reach out to all the people that I haven't reached out to in a while, friends or 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 business associates or anything like that and just say hi and and you know, maybe maybe check out their website and see what they've been up to if you haven't been keeping up with it. I I think you can be strategic and I think you probably should be strategic at some point because if not, you probably won't actually end up doing anything. If it's only a oh, I only text this person or email this person when I think of them, you know, I I think that you'll end up missing out on a lot of opportunities to actually reconnect with people in a, in a deeper way.
1: Yeah, you can be. And I think that one of the things that can get lost, you know, if you're in the middle of your work day and you're touching base with a friend or a colleague and you spend like an hour on the phone chatting and you can see that as like, Oh, maybe I should have been doing this. And I was wasting time talking to a buddy on the phone. But like, if not for our relationships and our, and people, why are we here? You know what right. I mean? Like that's, yeah. That's the whole point is like, let's connect with each other. Everybody can help each other out. And I mean, I think one of the things I know that one of the things that we're going to emphasize during this outreach masterclass and in our experience is when you want to get in touch with somebody In whatever space you work in, and you really want to connect with people, it takes time. You have to know that. Uh, If you can meet in person, that's a huge benefit. Go to conferences and different things like that. That's where Travis and I met. And I don't think we'd ever have been business partners if we didn't meet in person at a conference first, it it would have been very difficult. And, And at the right conferences or the right places, you know, you obviously you already know that person's sort of like minded. So you can catch a beat on that person just for their mere presence at that conference. Right. And then when you especially when you're first developing a relationship with somebody, it's, it's all about like providing value. I get these emails that are so strange sometimes from people. And it's like, why are you emailing me asking me to promote this? Like, I don't even know you. You know what I mean? And in order to get to know somebody, y- you have to develop a relationship. And in order to do that, you have to give them a reason to kind of get in touch with you. So really, it could be about helping out. I've seen a lot of people do this in different ways. I mean, one, if you want to, if I want to share a business tactic, as I'm using air quotes here, somebody did this recently. It was great. I mean, and I know you've done this. I I, th- I might have done this before too. It's just like, you, you could write like a big blog post or an article or something with a, bu- a bunch of people that you admire in it and quote them or talk about their work or how, how much you enjoy it and link to their stuff. And you could publish it and just email them all and just say, Hey, I really love what you're doing. I wanted to mention you in this, you know, article of my 30 gr- favorite blah, blah, blah. I really appreciate what you're doing. Keep up the great work. It's like, you don't ask for anything in return. You just do and you're not doing it with the intention of like trying to game them or anything, you just do it because like you respect their work and you want to get to know them. And like, it's a nice thing to do. I mean, that's a much better way to approach it than to just try to email them cold and expect them to respond.
0: I, I totally agree. And I think when we talk about something like this, you know, it's weird, I, I guess, in even for me to think about now, but to frame relationships, even though I just said it in a strategic way, but I think that there's, you, know, it doesn't have to be like, just because you write that, post for them and and you do and you know you write it from the heart and you appreciate their work and you know it's the 30 experts who I look up to or whatever the post is, right? Let's let's say it's that. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to do it and then not you, you don't go into it expecting something in return, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't put some effort into at least letting them know about it, right? I mean, you again, you put in the time, you put in the effort to write this post. You should try to get it to get as much traction as possible. So again, you don't go into it expecting something in return. You don't like, if, if 29 people share it and one person doesn't, you don't want to go after them and think, oh man, oh, I can't believe this one person didn't share it. You know, and if you get 29 people share it and one who doesn't, uh, you're <laughs> that's an awesome <laughs> percentage anyway. So I think, that, but I do think that, you know, again, you can be... It it makes sense to be strategic with some stuff. And I think to your point of making time for relationships. So I'll give you a great example. This past weekend, I already mentioned, was crazy, right? And uh, couple of that with the fact that it's the first week of March Madness, which to me is like Christmas for four straight days. And I go over to my buddy's place and I sleep over and, you know, we just watch games all the time. So, side note, this is why location independence is awesome. I was able to take off basically Thursday and Friday. And, you know, when I did have to work and answer some emails, I answered from his house uh, before the game started at noon and all that kind of stuff. So, it you know, we can get into that a lot and we always do about freedom, but that was a Great example of the freedom that I'm able to have on a Thursday and Friday. I was actually over his house on Thursday at noon because he has cable and I don't. And he wasn't even there yet because he works a regular job. So he didn't come home until until later that day. But, you know, I have this crazy weekend and I I was in Israel and we touched on that before. And the two guys who I was in Israel with were coming to Philly for the Philly Travel Show. And it happened on – it was Sunday morning and I thought – you know, I've got this party tonight. I had a party last night. I've got a bunch of family around. I, You know, I'm not going to be able to make it down into Philadelphia to see them. And I just thought you know, I'm going to make time for this relationship, even though I knew I was going to see them later in the week. And on top of that, it was strategic because I was going to a Philly travel show. So I could, you know, get some business cards, talk to some people. I thought maybe, Hey, maybe there's someone who's going to be a good podcast sponsor or someone, you know, all this stuff. But it, it was, it was interesting because I, I, I wanted to go, but I thought, no, there's no way I can do it. And I just, I, I had to sit down and say to myself, Okay, what do you want to do? Which I think gets lost in the shuffle a lot of times, you know, with all this, what we should be doing and all. So I said, what do you want to do? And, and then strategically, like, is it worth it? And what I wanted to do was go see them. And I wanted to go to the travel show, even if it was going to be for an hour, even though I was going to drive 45 minutes in and 45 minutes back, and maybe I was only going to stay for an hour. And I thought, and it's worth it. And, it, and it's quote-unquote, again, air quote work, but that's okay. Like It's a different type of work. It's a type of work I enjoy. It's our
1: favorite type of work. Definitely. <laughs> really? like, like Travis and I will find any, especially when we're together, we'll be like, oh, maybe we should get out and do, you know, oh, should we go here? Should we meet this person? Should we do this? It's like, because we're trying to find reasons to go do it because right. we want to hang
0: out with people.
1: <laughs> right. And that's why
0: it's funny. That's why I'm air quoting work because it doesn't feel like it to me since <laughs> right. some people, they might not like it. We love it. The, <laughs> this idea, not of networking, but of meeting people and being with people and well that's an important point
1: yeah what if you don't like it you know what i mean what do you what do you say to that person well
0: i think if you don't like it or you're or you're you're more nervous or you're more introverted or you just don't feel as comfortable i think then it's even more important that you actually go and put the effort out right and so example like i said i went down to the philly travel show i thought i was going to go from Uh, 11 o'clock to noon. I ended up staying till two o'clock. I met some awesome people. I met another guy who had come on the extra pack of peanuts podcast who I didn't know was going to be there. You know, we, we chatted. I, you know, I, I think you just have to do it. So if you like doing it, great. You know, um, that's, that's great. If you don't, I think you have to put yourself in the position to do it no matter what, because when you are in person with people, there's not, you can't make a stronger bond than that. You know, it it just it solidifies a relationship. I am just a huge proponent of in-person meeting, as are you. So when you have the chance, I I think you should do it. And I think that that will then allow a lot of doors to open up that wouldn't open up if you were just going to hop on Skype with someone or if you're just trading emails.
1: Yeah. One of the other things that I was thinking about when I first started Zero to Travel and I was getting into all that stuff where should I start with this? I don't want to sound too uh, woo-woo, but there's definitely an energy shift when it comes to the people you're around every day. And at the time, I was location dependent, but I was doing consulting work. And then I was building my event business on the side. And a lot of the people I was dealing with, it it, it changed actually when I was working on my event business because the people that I was talking to... At the companies I was dealing with, which were event agencies, they were either the owners or like a little higher ups. They seemed a little more settled, a little more, you know, excited about what they were doing. But when I was doing the business development for the staffing company, it was a great gig and it got me location independent. But it was like the everyday people I was around were just like people in the office that like weren't totally all of them weren't totally jazzed to be there. You know what I mean? I'm like on the phone with somebody. Who's like in a place they don't want to be and they're not really thrilled about being there. And then I took a trip to Rome. I was in Norway. I took a trip to Rome to go do a buddy of mine's food tour because he runs a food tour company down in in Rome and he's got some all over Europe now. And I just thought it would be tough. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it would be fun. So, met up with him, met another couple guys that were friends of his that were these two Irish guys who did museum tours at the Vatican. And we all like went out and had a great night. And then I did the food tour the next day. And like I showed up and everybody was there. It was like a small group of 12 people. And like, Everybody had paid money and they were like super excited to be there. They're like, hey, where are we going? You know, what are we going to eat? We're going to see, we're going to learn things. It was like, da 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 da. It was so like the energy was just awesome. And I'm thinking, wow, like we both work. You know, my buddy Kenny runs this company where every day people show up excitedly giving him money and just so pumped to be there. Right. And then at my work, it's like I'm dealing with people that are not excited about being there at all, or most of them aren't, I shouldn't say all of them. And there were great people, it's nothing against them. It's just a total different... Dynamic, right? It's, so, I mean, isn't like,
0: that what we're trying to help people do is you know, we talk about the location independence and the time independence and things like that, but it it is this, it's ultimately like you want to be excited about your life. And if the job can be a part of that, since we spend a lot of time working, regardless of what job we have, you know, you're gonna spend a lot of time working. Yo, know, you can you can be excited about your life even if you don't have a great job. Or you don't love your job, and that's fine. And there are a lot of people who are like that. They have a ton of hobbies, things like that. For us, we're trying to incorporate like what we love in amongst that because if you can do that, then it's like ninety percent of your time is is stuff you're excited about.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. I guess yeah. That's exactly it. and the the point where I was going with that is is right along those same lines. It's just whatever stage you're in, like if you're in the beginning stage, especially, or even if you're deep into something, it's like, and you're not like digging the people you're around. Cause I love the people we get to work with, Trav. I mean, we get to work together. Like all the people we meet are doing such cool things. All we the people about.
0: location, indie. I yeah. mean, that keeps us motivated and excited because even if you're not working on the same projects, you know, everyone's working towards something. And so maybe you kind of get pulled in to help them with a little bit of project or you give them advice or feedback or suggestions and they give you vice versa. I mean, even if you're not exactly like business partners or working together on a project, you still hear about everyone's stuff that they're doing (laughs) and they hear about your stuff. And so I haven't written a book, but I know a bunch of people inside of LI are writing books and I keep tabs on them and I can see, Hey, how far along are you? Oh, you want to send me a couple chapters? Like it's, that's what's cool too is that I am not working with them in a project but I'm able to be around their project anyway.
1: Yeah, it's just that yeah, like the round that vibe and it's like it feels good and you're around a bunch of people that are excited about what they're doing. It's a totally different everyday existence than what I had had in in some previous works spe- specifically I guess the consulting I was doing. It's just a different experience. So, um you know, choose carefully, I guess. I'm thinking if you're, if you're deciding on a space that you're going to work in, like chances are, if you're serious, if you're serious, you're going to start a business and you're like, okay, I'm going to go into this space. Just, I think it's good to just know what you're getting into and think about the people you're going to be dealing with on an everyday basis. And, you know, there are great people everywhere. So I'm not, I'm not discounting any of the relationships that I have or that I've built, in my previous jobs, there's awesome people and the people that I hang out with. But like, I'm talking about the overall kind of everyday vibe, because everybody you know, and you talk to when you run a business isn't going to be your best friend or somebody you've known for years. Sometimes you're just working together for a short period of time or whatever. So it's like, you got to think about just the overall vibe, I guess, and the type of people you want to be around. And if that's generally 80-20 rule, If think like 80% of that's going to fit into like what you want to be around every day.
0: Well, I think that's, and that ties back into the outreach part of, I know personally, one of the things I did is I reached out to when I was starting alone and we didn't have location indie and we didn't know each other and and I didn't know anyone really doing this. I didn't know anyone with websites or, you know, even going for this, you know, I reached out to people, um, whose websites I came across that I resonated with and that I liked. And, you know, some of them, got, didn't get back to me. Some of them did get back to me, but you know, nothing ended up coming of it. Like, you know, they didn't become friends or close or anything like that. And then some people got back to me and we built really, really good relationships that to this day are very, very strong. And, uh, one, one of them, Jacob, who's come and done, um, a expert Q and a inside a location, in Indian who you've now met in New York city, you know, we remain super close to this day. So that's why the outreach component I think is important as well, because, if you aren't in a situation where you have that like if you're not you know running food tours with your best friend and you're not like in that but you know with a great tribe and and having that great vibe it's really important to then reach out to people who you respect because you want to start surrounding yourself with those people. And the only way that's going to happen is, again, through some sort of outreach, whether that's one-on-one through emails or or we do our Occupy Inbox technique where we shoot people video emails, whether it's going to conferences and meeting people there, whether it's joining a Community lo- Location Indie and, and having a group there, whatever it is. You you need to start surrounding yourself with people, and so whatever outreach helps. And then, of course, you know we like we said we we miss the and then you know the in person thing as well. Then you just keep building on those relationships. I think that's an important thing, even for another show of how to then build on the relationships that you already have, like how to not only start one but then how to continue to nurture it. And and we touched on that at the top of the show of being strategic about it sometimes and thinking, and maybe spending a whole day sitting down and thinking of like, who are people that I came in contact with this last year? And and who did I really like? And who would I like to get to know more? Okay, what can I do to benefit them? And just reaching out. I mean, that is quote unquote work, even if it's not you slaving away over writing a post or recording a podcast or doing an Excel sheet or kind of what we equate with of like the nitty gritty of work. It's, I would say, if not as, in, if not more important, it's as important with these relationships. And so you have to give that time. And I think that's what we just want to come back to is that relationships take time and you need to give yourself time to nurture them in order to continue to grow them. And you can be strategic about it, even though it sounds weird about being strategic about friendship, you
1: know? The last thing I want to say is, I think if people don't get back to you, don't get offended. Like Travis mentioned, not everybody's gonna get back to you and don't worry about it. And when they do, don't expect anything and have fun with it. You know, just build a real relationship, have fun with it. And it makes the whole thing so much more enjoyable. And that's, again, that's what I think is what this is all about is like human connections. And, you know, we talk about People you get so focused in, especially in the online world, like which a lot of people work online as location dependent entrepreneurs, like oh, the email list and automated emails and set up the funnel all this stuff, but you have to think offline you know business is still about relationships and people, and that means getting on Skype with people that means talking to people that means going to conferences, all the stuff we've talked about in this podcast. It doesn't mean sitting back and passively just sending emails and never talking to anybody and that's all I 'm going to say about that.
0: I want to give a little inside L.I. scoop. I know you have one, too, um, to kind of wrap in this outreaching because something really cool happened to me an hour before we started recording this podcast, believe it or not. And um, this is really neat. So I interviewed a guy named um, Brian. On who's bicycling around America. So bicyclearoundamerica.com. <laughs> nice. Not across. And we go into the podcast and, you know, we make, he, he picks fun at people who just go across America. Not really. <laughs> I, I goad him into doing that. He actually didn't do it. But what was really neat, he's just a really fascinating guy bicycling around America. He's almost finished. And what's so crazy about it is one week ago, I did not, I had never heard of this person before. Even though he grew up in uh, Pennsylvania, he's a York boy, York, Pennsylvania. So um, yeah, we have a lot of commonalities there. I had never heard of him. I didn't. I didn't know him. And uh, one of our location indie members, Matt Horowitz, uh, awesome dude basically opened his house up to Brian on couch surfing in Miami. So if you don't know what couchsurfing is, it's you know people open up their homes uh, for people to stay for free. So he met Brian because Brian came and stayed at his house one night, and then he actually biked with him for like 20 miles or whatever. And then he wanted to help, Matt wanted to help spread the word of what Brian's doing because he's raising money for charity. He reached out to me on Facebook and said, Trav, would you want to have this guy on the podcast? So like this happened... Like five days ago. And then earlier today, Brian is Skyping into me from a Panera in the villages outside of Orlando on his phone <laughs> before he starts his um, travel today. And, you know, I'm interviewing him for an hour. And it's just this awesome guy that I feel like such a kinship to. He's raising money for Pencils of Promise to so the same charity that we worked with, you know, doing really awesome stuff. And I didn't know him five days ago. And all of a sudden, now I have an awesome podcast with him that's coming out tomorrow. And it's just that's how quick stuff can happen. And I wouldn't have ever been able to know about that if it wasn't for Matt Horowitz, who's one of our members inside LI, you know, meeting him and then connecting us. And that's what's the beauty of it all is once you start connecting with people, it's like an amoeba, right? It just like you have like, it just grows and expands everywhere. And all of a sudden you're meeting and knowing these people that you never, ever would have known any other way. And that's, that's the beauty of having a community that's as awesome as LI is that, everyone's meeting people. And so instead of me just having to go out and meet people, you know, the possibilities are now infinite because I'm one degree of separation from so many more people because I I know the people inside of L.I. So just a really, really cool thing that happened with me in the last five days with outreach.
1: I love that. I can't wait to listen to that interview. I know Chris, our editor, has probably buzzed us out a long time ago as we passed our 30-minute threshold. We apologize once again, but you know, We get to rambling. We can't help it. But uh, I can't wait to listen to that interview going circumnavigating the states. That sounds pretty epic. And uh, Travis's podcast, of course, Extra Pack of Peanuts. I'm going to be listening to that interview when it goes live tomorrow. Trav, I I know we're over, man, but I just got to add this one quick tidbit from Inside L.I. because Alina put up this post. I don't know if you saw this. It, we have some fun stuff going on here. It's not all business, but just she says, I just read this article and found it is interesting as if I didn't already have enough reasons to visit Oregon. And what she posted was a link to a beer spa that opens in Oregon. And this spa is called hop in the spa ha 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 get it i i
0: do get it that is <laughs> that is cool i have been my facebook has been blowing up and my email recently with people there is a thrill list article out there of a beer company that will pay you $12,000 um, for the summer to go around and drink beer. And everyone's been just saying like, Travis, have you seen this? Travis, have you seen this? And I'm like, oh man, that would be awesome if I was like six years younger and I wasn't trying to uh, may- slim down my figure a little bit. Uh, I would be all over that. So if anyone listening uh interested in that, go check it out. Uh, they'll pay you to go around the country. So that just made me think of it. Another beer related
1: thing that that people have <laughs> been uh, trying to get us involved in. So. We are hop awesome. heads. We we can, yeah. We can go on that tangent, but uh, yeah. So if you ever want to soak in a tub of micro brews, um, you have to check out the uh, this new beer spot. at to so Portland. The stuff you learn in this community it shocks me all the time. Even things like beer spa. So anyway, we are way over and out of time. We appreciate you hanging with us. If you want to learn more about how to build or sustain a location-independent lifestyle, check out locationindie, I-N-D-I-E dot We've referenced it before. It's the community we run with the same name as this podcast, of course. And when you sign up, we're giving away a couple awesome PDFs, amazing our favorite amazing travel resources and digital nomad resources, the things we use to run our businesses from the road, and just a bunch of other stuff. So you can sign up over there and find out when the community opens again, learn a little bit more about it if you're interested. And I think that's it. Don't forget, you can do
0: it right from your phone. If you want to text location Uh, Indie, that's location I N D I E, just text that to all one word to 33444. That'll sign you up for our email newsletter list. Um, So if you're listening from your phone, really easy way to do that. Um, Yeah, and we look forward to having you on the email list there, get some free goodies. And uh, hopefully, when we open up the community again, if you're interested, you join. That would be awesome. So uh, we're over time. Thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, Jay. Talk soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.